Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah on the weekly Parsha from Rabbi Eli Kompfer. Let's listen in. Our prayers are filled with praises of God. What is the point of these praises? And how are we meant to understand them? In Parshat Matot Mase, we read of the journeys of the children of Israel through the desert. Many of the places listed are not previously mentioned in the Torah and are shrouded in mystery. One such place is called Makhelot. What is the significance of this otherwise unknown location? The Maharami Rotenberg notes that this word only appears two other times in the Bible, both with the meaning of a group of people gathered from the root kahal to praise God. The Maharami Rotenberg thus concludes that this place was marked by the praising of God in a joyous spirit. Indeed, similar language of thousands praising God in a group marks a high point in the Shabbat morning liturgy. Quote, Uvimakalot rivavot amcha beit Yisrael birina yid pa'er shimcha. And in the assemblies, makalot of tens of thousands of your people Israel, through joyous singing, may your name be glorified. This line of prayer follows specific groups who are meant to praise God, the upright, righteous, pious, and holy ones. But ultimately, all of Israel, and indeed all of the world, kol ha-yitzurim, are meant to offer these praises of God. What is the point of these praises? Does God really need to hear our praise? And why so many words of praise in our prayers, repeated over and over? It's clear that God does not need praise for God's own sake. After all, human praise can never fully describe God's attributes. This point is made clear in Nehemiah when the leaders of the Levites exhort Israel to bless God's name. The verse states, quote, They blessed your holy name, even though it is above all blessing and praise. The people praise God, but no praise can fully capture God's greatness. As Rashi comments on this verse, quote, God is higher and loftier than what the mouth is able to express. Indeed, in some ideal form of prayer, we might not even offer any words of praise. Our prayer to God might simply be silence. Imagine an approach to prayer that acknowledges the deficiency of human language in addressing God and instead opts to have people express their adoration by saying nothing at all. This position is considered by one sage in the Rishalmi. Quote, Rabbi Abun said, When Yaakov of the village of Naboriah came to Tyre, he interpreted the verse, To you silence is praise, to mean the ultimate praise is silence. It is like a pearl that is priceless. All who praise it diminish it. God is like a pearl that cannot be described in human language. Any attempt to do so might fool you into thinking you have captured its essence. But in fact, in attempting to extol God, you have diminished God. And yet, we do not follow this path of silence in prayer. Even though our praise of God necessarily fails to describe God accurately, our tradition emphasizes the importance of praise in worship. Why might that be so? First, praise offers us the opportunity to decenter ourselves and place God at the center. 
Humans so often focus on their own power, abilities, and control. But we need to remind ourselves that all of this is an illusion. Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel taught that praise was the most important type of prayer for this reason. Quote, In Jewish liturgy, praise rather than petition ranks foremost. It is the more profound form, for it involves the sense of God's majesty and glory. The essence of prayer lies in man's self-transcending. My colleague, Rabbi Shai Held, explains this approach in Heschel. Quote, The discipline of prayer represents an attempt to overcome egocentrism. The very project of prayer is to transcend the self and focus on what is greater than it. He continues, For Heschel, prayer is the religious practice par excellence precisely because it is the activity in which human beings work directly to transcend and decenter themselves, transforming our consciousness so that concern for God lies at its very center. The practice of reciting words of prayer over and over again to God helps us move away from our own sense of ego. This may also explain the repetitive and effusive nature of the praising of God in prayer. Transcending oneself does not take place in an instant. It is a practice that requires much time and repetition and is aided by the effusive praise of God, cutting against our instinct to explicitly or implicitly praise ourselves. There is a second value to praise and prayer that I am drawn to, related to the sounds, not meaning, of these words. As we have established, the project of praising God cannot be to describe God. This is a fool's errand. It must have another goal. For me, the experience of saying these words with their repeated and rhythmic nature can help draw me closer to God. In other words, perhaps the purpose of the praise words isn't to express an idea or a claim, but to enter into a journey driven by the sounds of the words. In this view, the words of praise aren't irritating in their abundance, but rather understood as creating an experience of sound, and sometimes song, that transports. As Catherine Madsen writes, quote, Liturgy is not the medium of the quick scan, but of the stammer, the repetition, the child's phrase practiced over and over. The ambling movement of discovery not driven by a goal, spiritual indirection one might call it, is the only route to the intense moments of focus in which intention, repetition, and revelation converge. Take the praise words of the Kaddish, blessed and praised and glorified and exalted and uplifted and honored and elevated and extolled be the name of the Holy Blessed One. In the English translation, this seems like a mind-numbing list of synonyms for the basic idea that God is glorified. But listen to the Aramaic. Yitbarach v'yishtabach v'yitpa'ar v'yitromam v'yitnaseh v'yitadar v'yitalev v'yitalal shemei dekudsha brichu. The Aramaic terms have a meter and a rhythm, and when I recite them, I find myself transported in a journey that transcends specific meaning and brings me closer to God. Rabbi Lawrence Hoffman described this aspect to praise. Quote, Words in prayer were not always intended to convey information about reality. The very reverse was often the goal. The mind was to be freed from the normal strictures of thought so that, in the extreme instance, a trance might set in. 
This trance is not a journey back to the ego, but rather another way of transcending the self and drawing closer to God. One of the purposes of prayer is to decenter ourselves and draw closer to God. One of the ways that occurs is through the repetitive recitation of God's glory. Even though we can never fully understand these aspects, and they do not indeed describe God, they diminish our tendency to place ourselves at the center. In addition, our recitation of repeated praise is an opportunity to transcend the regular sense meaning of the words and connect to the sound and rhythm of the recitation. This may allow us to enter a journey fueled by praise words to draw closer to God. Shabbat Shalom. Our producers for this episode are Sam Greenberg and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to Nadav Remez for editing this episode. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you. Thank you.